You're listening to a CanadianMovieCrew.com production. Robin Hood is the story of Robin Hood. Kinda. Sorta. Or is it? If I'd be out till quarter to three, would you lock the door? Will you still need me? Will you still feed me when I'm 64? Welcome back to the Oars and Movie Podcast, where we try to find the real story behind the story. I'm Sean Taylor. And I'm Mean Mark. <laughs> I love that intro. <laughs> and today we're taking a look at 2010's Robin Hood. Russell Crowe, welcome back. Yes. Welcome back, Kate Blanchett. Mm-hmm. Welcome back, Max von Sydow. From, yep. from Judge Ju- Dredd. Judge Dredd, right. So, Russell Crowe, Gladiator, Kate Blanchett from, well, almost everything else. Well, uh, more specifically, <laughs> Indiana Jones and the... Uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Kingdom of the Crystal right. Skull. Max von Sydow from Judge Dredd, yeah. And William Hurt, welcome back, from Lost in Lost Space. In Sp- I love you, wife. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't. Yeah, no, uh, don't. Oscar... Uh, Oscar Isaac from the Star Wars sequel movies. And we can welcome, well, fuck, welcome Oscar Isaac from just about every movie in the last six years. <laughs> yeah. X-Men, Ex Machina. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two Star Wars movies. <laughs> and podcast favorite Mark Strong is showing up here. Oh, um, yeah. This guy, this Kingsman. guy's awesome. Mm-hmm. You know him from Kingsman, the Kingsman series. Is He's Merlin. Uh, and, a, and a shout out to a Canadian, Kevin Durand. Kevin Durant and uh, also Alan Doyle from Great Big C. Oh yeah, that was some weird casting. <laughs> <laughs> like we need a bearded dude that can sing, so I don't know, get it one of those Canadian newfie guys or something. Pretty much, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, so we actually have a Canadian connection to this. If you look up uh, Great Big C, and you're not from the, you're not from Canada. Get ready for some East Coast music, folks. Which actually, I mean. It kind of comes from that like European traditional kind of flavor, I guess. So it I does. mean, it, it, he fits, you know, with the hi de dee de do de dee the kind of songs, right? That they're singing in this. Uh, sure, I yep. don't know if they taught him to shoot a bow and arrow then. And all right, you know, get singing. <laughs> it's kind of weird. You have like this band of merry men. One of them's a crooner for no, for like ye old crooner. <laughs> <laughs> and he travels with them. Yeah, that's the weird thing. He's not. He's not really. I don't think he. Well, yeah, he is a part of the married men, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Th- this kind of out of nowhere character that there hasn't been like a, uh, you know, like really. Okay, we've got Will Scarlet. We've got Little John. But there was never sing songy the the bard, you know. What I mean, that was a line, that, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or whatever you want to call him, right? So. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember a songstress or a songster in, in this movie, or, uh, in, or in any other Robin Hood movie, I guess. No, no, exactly. I mean, that would be like in the in the Kevin Costner one if Brian Adams was actually in the movie. With yeah, really. And just, I give my life for you. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. or, sorry, sorry. Give my ye old life for you. <laughs> what was that god awful song that came out of that movie? Oh, um, shoot. I was just. Uh, what was it? I was just thinking about it the other day, actually. Because um, I was listening to a review of of the of that Robin Hood, which is obviously why we didn't do that. But uh, <laughs> oh, I'm sure we'll get to it. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, hang on, Brian. I keep thinking Adams, Prince of Thieves. Yeah, everything I do. Oh, there we go. I do it for you. Yeah, exactly. So that's I, what I'm saying. It gets it's one thing if you've got like Great Big C doing the music for this, like Brian Adams <laughs> did for that. But Brian Adams wasn't in the movie. We didn't, you know, didn't. <laughs> Didn't need sing songy in there. You know? Christ, I remember hating that song in 1995. Oh, it was every slow dance at every high school, oh. or you know, just awful, was, just yeah, awful. What, and always it was like the last slow dance before the dance shut down, right before the lights came out. Yeah, and it was the first one too. Yeah, it always yeah. bookended the dances. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and way too much commitment for like a high school dance for yeah. with that song. You know, what I mean, everything I do, I do it for me. Like, well, I'll do your math homework for you, but that's about <laughs> it. You know, what I mean, like, <laughs> but, I don't have a job yet. But I'm, but I'm going to finish mine first. 
Yeah, yeah exactly. I do it for us, really. Kind yeah. of. Like, I've already done it. You're just getting my answers. But <laughs> that's as much commitment as I want in a high school dance song. Yeah, you know? I'll, I'll buy you a pudding at the cafeteria, but that's about <laughs> it. I'd... I'll pour you a drink from the punch bowl. Yeah, that's, mean... yeah. Not everything yeah. I do. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's certain things that I do only for me. And uh, so we're not going to talk about that, you know? <laughs> I'm not giving up my brand new N64. Like... <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'd, I'd work at McDonald's to pay for that. <laughs> I've got I've got the three games that are out for it right now. Listen to us. Listen to us dance around this topic because this movie is dumb. This I know I I couldn't believe like this is Ridley Scott. This is Alien Gladiator. You know what I mean? Like he's he, he's either written, directed, or both some of the best stuff out there. Like you know what I I'm starting I'll, I'll stand by it Ridley Scott was a one hit wonder. I don't know Gladiator wasn't bad. Gladiator wasn't bad, but we did no, it Alien. on this show. We did it. We did absolutely. But I mean, Alien, right? So you're saying Alien was his 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 um his magnum opus? I think Alien is where he peaked. I mean, Aliens was okay. Yeah, but that was Jim Cameron, wasn't it? Was that Jim Cameron? I think Jim Cameron came in for the follow up. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Like so, this is but you're expecting. I don't know. No, you're right. It's James Cameron. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Because Ridley Scott had to come back to the series after four to start doing the Prometheus and Covenant stuff. Well, let's take a look here. What did Ridley Scott do as a director? Yeah, yeah, as a director. So he produced The Martian. So, but you can produce just about anything. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Okay, so he he hits with Alien in 1979. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess he does Blade Runner. Oh, yes, another sci-fi classic, yeah. Okay. There you go. Um, I know some people like Legend. Oh, yes, Tom, young Tom Cruise and Tim Curry. Okay, Thelma and Louise. Uh, yes, critically acclaimed. I didn't know that was Ridley Scott, though. That's Ridley Scott. Wow. Uh, Gladiator, Black Hawk Down, Matchstick Men. Oh. Black Hawk Down is highly acclaimed as well. Okay, so then we start getting into... Matchstick Men, Kingdom of Heaven, stay tuned. Ah, yes. Uh, Body of Lies, Robin Hood, Prometheus, Exodus, Gods and Kings. Oh, that. Oh, no. No, I was thinking of something else, sorry. Uh, Exodus, Gods and Kings, I think it was was Eric Bana as Moses or something like that. Uh, Oh, Gladiator 2, he's got coming out. What? As a producer. Huh. Oh, sorry. Uh, sorry, just as a director. Uh, did he direct The Martian? No. No, I don't think so. He did! He did? Alright, so every once in a while he gets lucky. Uh, well, he, it, it, yeah, it, 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 it comes and goes, eh? <laughs> Alright, okay, well, I... The Martian, yeah, The Martian was awesome, but I, I mean, it's based off a well-written book, though, so... Okay, but he also bookended The Martian with Prometheus and Alien Covenant. Ah, yeah. And his next one is uh, an untitled Alien Covenant sequel. So, uh, Alien Covenant colon even more covenants. Uh, <laughs> <knows>? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but this movie's got like a, a good cast as we were talking about. Yeah, uh, it so, just doesn't have a good script to go with it. No, no, and. Uh, and we'll get to, I'll get to it at the end during now, the trivia portion. I looked up the, the story of this script. Yes. Now, here's the thing. is It is a great cast if you look at just the name value. But the problem is, is it's all old. They're all old. Which is fine if you want to tell the story of Robin Hood as an old man. Yeah, yeah. If you want to old man Logan this shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's the story of how Robin Hood started. Well, let, let's let's cut to the middle of this just a bit. There's one heist. Yeah. yeah. There's just one heist in this whole damn Robin Hood movie. This, I mean, Robin Hood is basically, you know, a, a legendary Ocean's Eleven. You know what I mean? Yes. Like Robin Hood was the original Danny Ocean. He, Pretty much. You know, yep. Yeah. Stole from the rich, gave to the poor. How do you fuck that up? 
and that's what I that's what I realized watching this version of Robin Hood plus the 2018 version of Robin Hood is there's not a lot to Robin Hood other than he stole from the rich and gave to the poor. It is a simplistic story, yeah. which is not a story. It's a characteristic, right? So that's that's true. I mean, yeah, and how you know you don't need to keep telling how the how how we got started, but that's kind of been done. I don't understand why you would want to. Why you would want to touch this fairy tale when it's already been done to death? Yeah, and that's the thing. Let's call it. It's a fairy tale, right? It Basically. is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, it is. It's. It's. Uh, yeah. But the thing is, is, is like I said on the film studies review. Every time there's a Robin Hood movie, they always come out with, uh, "Forget about the tales you've heard," or "That's not how the story really went," or "This is a reimagining of the story," because there is no real story. There is a real story. It was written years and years and years ago. Um, and it has the same basic structure that the Disney movie had. Oh, the the animated one, the animated one where with the, the foxes, yeah, Robin exactly, Hood and, yeah. <laughs> That's sort of the main story of Robin, and of course they've they've adapted certain things to it, and you know, like little like the 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 prince didn't really suck his thumb in the original movie, but or in the original <laughs> story, but. So everything gets reimagined, but there's not a lot to tell here. So. When you're telling a Robin Hood story, all you have to do is make the characters enjoyable and make yeah. the and make the story work. And this one, I'm sorry, it doesn't make it work. Well, I mean, since uh, whatever year the Kevin Costner one came out, they kept introducing this idea that that Robin was actually a soldier coming back from war and found injustice in his land. Yes, I mean, this story could have worked better if it wasn't a Robin Hood story. I agree. You, yeah, you, I mean, you could tell a very, especially in 2010, you've got, you know, um, there's still World uh, World War vets out there. You've got Vietnam vets out there. You've got uh, two Middle Eastern, you know, conflicts under the under the belt, so to speak. Yeah. Um, you know, so this idea of a soldier returning from war and correcting injustice or, or fighting injustice in his home country, I mean, there's... That practically writes itself. You know, you set it in a medieval age, so that way you're not getting involved in any current day politics, but it's for the soldier who, you know, wants to, to make things right at home and after all the horrors of war that he saw. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, that's... Sorry, there's nothing funny there. I'm no. just saying, like... But then just try and say, oh, well, well, we'll slap the Robin Hood name on it and then call it a night. It's like, well... Well, I mean, they do that, but then there's there's whole mistaken identity and then there's these... These there's kids in the forest that why um, you have Kate Blanchett who plays Maid Marion who can shoot a bow and arrow why sure. <laughs> but then, oh well we'll get to Maid Marion there towards the end <laughs> but then but then but then there's the whole thing about uh, the Friar Tuck is keeping bees because the state is pulling uh, grain and all the food supplies for the war effort and uh, shut up like. What? There's so much talking in this in this action movie. Thank you for that segue. I mean, we start off with a, a, a written litany of in ye old times, blah, blah, blah. And then we cut to somebody doing something. And just when they're doing something, it cuts back. Oh, but wait, there was more stuff I forgot to tell you. Yeah. And, then, but, and more and more and more and more text and text. And I'm like, what the fuck is it? Why, why do we need so much script to set up this movie? Like, am I reading a book here? Yeah, if you need that much text, you obviously did not tell your story right. So don't release your movie. Yeah, like I, I get it. You know, hey, don't get me wrong. I'm a fan of movies that start with an opening crawl, <laughs> but they get it done. Yeah, in one yeah crawl. really. I... Yeah, but I mean, this. Uh, but even I find this excessive. Is what I'm saying. You know. Yeah, they keep to three paragraphs tops, don't they? Like. Yeah, yeah, three. Yeah, three main points, especially when they're setting up. Uh, they're setting up a universe, like somewhere you've never been, you know, and or never seen before. This is like. They could have just been like, hey, remember that Robin Hood story? Well, this is a new one. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and go. You know? <laughs> yeah. No, no, uh, uh, you know, brackets, no foxes will be harmed in the making of this picture. Bracket. You know, that's. <laughs> yeah. There's no arrow splitting in this movie. Oh, nothing. There's, yeah, there's no challenge contest. There's no, like I said, there's one heist. You know, like the uh, two if you count when they get the crown. Like Robin Hood ends up with the crown. Like near the beginning. Yeah. yeah, I know, and it's. I'm I'm just sitting here going, when, when is it, when are you going to start Robin Hood? Like, okay, like 
when you tell the story of a Christmas carol, okay, you have to hit certain points. Okay? Yeah. You have to hit that he hates every that he hates Christmas, that he's visited by Marley, that he's visited by the three ghosts, and then he learns his lesson in the end. Those are the five major points that you gotta hit. And in Robin Hood's the same thing. You have to have an archery contest. You have to have stealing from the rich and giving to a poor montage. You have to yeah. have him in some kind of tunic of some kind. And and, and Maid Marion. And Maid Marion. And you have to have uh the the oppressive uh, sheriff of Nottingham and the, and the and the king at the time, yeah, who's a dick. So you have all of that. You put it all together. That's the Robin Hood story. But there's but there's no archery contest. Maid Marian is is hardly the damsel in distress. And I'm sorry. I know it's the middle of the Me Too movement, but sometimes you have to have a damsel in distress. Oh, I've got a big problem with how Maid Marian's uh, portrayed. Not and it has nothing to do with her being a capable archer and fighter. That that I appreciated. She falls into the the, the trope that I hate uh, from. Well, hate's a strong word, but anyway, I do not like in action movies. I see this all, all the time. Uh, it, one of the biggest ones was in I think it was Desperado or one of those um, mariachi ones with Antonio Banderas. Okay. Yeah. So I mean that that the premise of that movie is that. Uh, bad guys killed his wife and he's a really good gunslinger. So he goes on a tear to get revenge for them killing his wife. But the problem is we got Salma Hayek enter the, enter the picture. Holy shit. Look at that dame. Uh, wife who I'm fucking this girl. Like his wife just died. Right. And there's no mourning period. There's the immediate fall in love with the hero. So they, they put her in this exact same thing because when, uh, Robin of Loxley shows up, right? And it's, and it's yeah, and it's uh, it, it's Russell Crowe. They have to play that. You know, she just finds out after ten years that her husband is not coming back from war. He died on the way home. Yes, but immediately, well, we got to have a love story. So she immediately has to fall for for Russell Crowe and can't mourn at all. Yeah, but they try to do. They try to uh, like uh, stall it with the. Uh... Uh, with the pretend to be my husband storyline, and it's just like oh. well, I know she stonewalls him for like a, a couple of days. Yeah, but, but I mean, you know where this is going. That's my point: is that if you're setting up the character that he's replacing her dead husband, then I'm sorry. Then you know she needs to. You know that character as a person needs time. Like it has to be one year later, and okay, now we're falling in love or something like that. Yeah, you know what I mean, like just this idea that she's been waiting and then has to, you know, and then. That's it. Like she's, oh, you ain't coming back. Well, you're pretty good looking. You know, like it's just. Yeah. Well, you're Russell Crowe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, I, absolutely, I was like, what the hell? <laughs> you know, what I mean, it's like, you know, if I ever get married again, I hope that my wife mourns more than that when I'm gone. You know, what I mean? like, <laughs> doctor, what, what, what was the cause of death? Oh, he died of a broken heart or whatever. Well, you're pretty handsome. You know what I mean? Are like you single? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, holy shit. <laughs> Um. Oh, and so yeah, the, we were talking about the Merry Men. Uh, oh no, sorry, sorry. Oh, to your point, we have a whole subplot with who will provide an heir to the throne with Oscar Isaac. Oh my God! What Just do it. He- what? Yeah. What? Fucking both. I don't know. Anyway, uh, <laughs> the but why? Yeah. What does this have to do with Robin Hood? Yeah, I know. It, it like really we, doesn't have anything to do with it. And it doesn't have, mean anything to the story. It's not like later on that kid is killed or something. Or that ki- or that kid becomes the new ruler or whatever. Nothing comes yeah, of it. Yeah, like nothing no comes of it. Because the mother wants the the girl that she picked out to be yeah, the mother his, of his, his actual child. wife. Yeah. He's found this French girl. And so now he wants to marry the French girl. So now he's taking over and he's now king so he can marry the French girl, make her queen. Of uh, and, and maybe get... You know, access to both countries. Exactly. She's a, yeah, she's a okay. French royalty. But now that that's happened, so what? I'm, what is? Yeah. Like, there's what no, is that who? It's, it's not like the mother has anything to do with the fall of him later on. Anyway, it's not like you know the mother turns around and helps Robin Hood in the end. Yeah, like if there was a scene with her helping them sneak into the castle to to you know finish this fight. Yeah. Exactly. No. Or, or the the, uh, the 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 current queen, you know what I mean? The one who's supposed to be married to him maybe helps out or something like or that. Or the right? mother stabs the current queen or something. 
or stabs the French girl. Yeah, like, yeah. So but there's we get all that. It. We get all that, but only one heist. Yeah, exactly. Priorities, so, people. Yeah, yeah. I, I, they totally lost track. At some point, I'm sure someone had to remind Ridley Scott that they were making a Robin Hood movie. Oh, is that the title of this thing? Right. Um. So we have our, our band of merry men, and what was that one guy dies by strangulation because he gets dragged away by a horse? Was it Timmy, Jimmy? Like we literally have an oh no that guy situation like right near the beginning. <laughs> oh no, him. Um, uh, and <laughs> I I laughed like this movie. I almost counted as a comedy because I started laughing um, when Robin, the real Robin Loxley, okay, so during, uh, you know, the boy's come, coming home from war, he's escorting the crown, and, and they get ambushed. Stolen. They get ambushed by the sheriff and his, his not-so-merry men. Right. So here's Robin Loxley with a giant spear in his chest, and he has time to have not one, but two separate conversations, including... <laughs> That's true. In, including sitting around listening to Robin Longstride tell his backstory before he dies. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't a man of noble birth and so on. So hang in with that uh, with me. I know you're dying, but I have much more to get to. <laughs> anyway, chapter yada, three. Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> uh, uh, oh no, we do not yada yada my story. So, you know. <laughs> anyway, before I take your crown, let me tell you. Now my grandfather, now he was quite the chap. He, you know, <laughs> like, oh, come on. There's a metal tip. Metal sharp metal tip in my heart. Please hurry up. <laughs> yeah, I, I think there's internal bleeding. Oh, hello. Yes, she doesn't like it either. No. Uh, so, like, I was, I was literally laughing because this is something that you would see in a Mel Brooks version. I know he already did one, but this is the yeah. kind of stuff you'd see in a Mel Brooks movie where a guy gets a spear in the chest and then he's like, "Oh, I'm dying, but before I go," and just has like eight more conversations. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was I was like, this is hilarious. Um, yeah, my only, uh, I, I guess the um, in Nottingham they don't have hair gel because I mean that's all that the sheriff was missing was slick black hair. <laughs> but I guess it got taxed and taken away. Yeah. Well, he has short hair. Yeah, but uh, okay. So here's the case. So we had who who played the sheriff? Who uh, Matthew McFadden. Right. So we have him, but we got Mark Strong running around doing all the bad shit. So what the hell is the sheriff even for? That's what I couldn't figure. Yeah, the sheriff of Nottingham is very sort of... Um, Ineffective? Well, just not there. Yeah. See, Which is he's... stupid because he's the, he's the main antagonist in the Robin Hood story. Yeah. Yeah, he's supposed to be, you know, the... King Richard the Dick uh, makes him sheriff of that part of England, and away we go, right? So It's like as if they made, they remade Star Wars. Darth Vader had a very, very small part, and the main the main bad guy was like Grand Moff Tarkin or something. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, or a Tusken Raider. <laughs> yeah. You know, Some random Tusken Raiders just running around doing shit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> or Gr Greedo. There we go. Greedo. <laughs> Like, oh fuck. my god yeah yeah the, I, I so i don't understand so we we're piling on and padding out this this movie with other characters like this whole godfrey guy has his own story um as like king lion king richard's enforcer or i guess uh, uh you know oscar isaac's uh, prince john's enforcer right yes that should be the sheriff like why not give that, that should stage? be the sheriff yes yeah. that's the sheriff's job yeah, so you could have gotten rid of this McFadden guy and had Mark Strong, Sheriff of Nottingham, and and give him that edge, like the the you know how how he was he was cunning, he was vindictive, he was brutal. You know what I mean? Like you could keep that edge to him. You could keep this Godfrey character kind of as is. Just give him the name Sheriff of Nottingham. There, you've saved a whole casting. Or give more to this McFadden guy, and Mark Strong is out. Not that I would ever say that. But, uh, well, and that's the weird thing, too, is, like, Mark Strong is French. Uh, he's British. Well, the, yeah, but there's a whole big thing between, there's a war oh. between the English and French in this movie for somehow. Oh, yeah, the, oh yeah, that's another subplot. Yeah, the, the French are, are coming, so he's playing both sides. Uh, so he, I guess he took French in school. <laughs> okay, but, 
but, or something. But who cares? Like that. That's what I don't understand. It's like that's that's the one that pays off, though. At least, yeah. Well, it pays off, but I mean, but the story of Robin Hood takes place during the Crusades, not during yeah. the, not during the the war between England and France. Yeah, or in this case, the beach skirmish between <laughs> England and France. <laughs> well, I mean, it starts off when they're they're raiding the castles of France. Yeah, and it's they're coming home from the Crusades, and they're I guess pillaging on their way, like. Yeah. That's kind of weird. Yeah. Like, don't just that's, go home. <laughs> that's what they did. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. We need supplies. There's some. Pretty Get much. Boys. Yeah. Yeah. But, th- yeah, this whole subplot, all all of that, this whole Godfrey character is a whole subplot in order to bring, um, well, Robin Hood and the King together, I guess, and bring France over. Like, the French don't have any agency. Like, they couldn't. Uh, like, he's somehow a French spy for some reason. Like, I, it's just, it's so. Okay, tell that story if you want to. But he's but he's a French spy that's working against the French. Yeah, but because I mean, he like, sneaks them over, but then he tells the prince that the French are coming. Yeah, I think I guess he wanted a war or something. I don't know. I, I that's what I don't know. I don't yeah, know what this man's whole thing is about. No, no, you're you're right, and and so it's and and I'm like, okay, so if you want to tell a story about a French spy. Who you know? Who sneaks the French in country and they they start pillaging as they go on their way to London or wherever the hell the castle, the main castle is. Yeah. Okay. Tell that story. Like they, it's like they wanted to make this this like not historical historical movie. Like it's not quite fantasy because it's just medieval. So they right. want to, I guess, just tell a medieval story set around the time of the Crusades. And they're like, "Well, we need something for the title." Okay, Robin Hood. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the back into the story that was, uh, <laughs> I also laugh too when the, they're, they're on the boat coming when now they get the royal ride back over to, you know, once they get the crown, our merry men get the crown. Right. Yeah. The boat's crashing through the waves up and down, up and down inside. They're like, dee, 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 dee. my drink is just fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know what? We've got time for another song here because let's pad this movie out some more. Oh my god, there's so many songs. There's so many party scenes. Yeah. There's like, I, I'm sorry, you're on the lamb. <laughs> yeah, you're technically there's, committing a, a crime right now. <laughs> like, yeah, and they're drinking and partying and whatever. And then there's another one where they're drinking and partying in a tavern. And we spend like five minutes looking at the merry men eyeballing all of the women in the, in the tavern. And you're wondering, oh, yeah. which one's going to hook up with which one because it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. We, uh, yeah, we cut to the bachelor <laughs> nodding him, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you have, uh, you know, it's Paradise we, Island nodding him edition. Yeah. All we needed was Scott Grimes to start giving out a rose. Okay. You get to go and you get, you know, I mean, uh, no yeah. rose for you. Get out, you know? Like, <laughs> fuck. Oh, and then, of course, uh, because Kevin Durant is a tall guy, well, he's got to go for the tallest woman. Of course. Yeah, he's got to like that, right? Oh, I laughed again. So uh, so when the ship pulls in, right, they have this band there. Did you notice that? The band is like, they're going to play the King Returns song, whatever the hell yes. that was, right? Because we need more music in this. Of course. Yeah. So... Maybe there were people that, uh, so first of all, I thought it would have been funny because during practice, there would have been people that heard it. And since there's no internet, they'll be like, oh my God, the king's back. Holy shit. But they're just practicing. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and then second, uh, <laughs> and then secondly, the boat pulls in, they start to play and then cut the music. Like they didn't, like they probably spent weeks practicing this song. <laughs> and, and then the king's like, ah, shut up. You know, <laughs> like, ah, oh, come on. <laughs> like a, I would have. I would have smashed my loot. You know, I'd be like, fuck off. <laughs> it's like a month's worth your work. piccolo in half. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. My ye old trombone or whatever the hell that was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, what, Vuvuzela? Is that? No, I don't know. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Vuvuzela. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Um, but it's this kind of stuff that, that uh, is making me laugh, you know, because I'm not interested in the actual story. No. You know, because enter one of my favorites, William Hurt. I love you, wife. Uh, yes. Who? What yes, does he do? You, do you remember, you know, William Marshall, classic Robin Hood character, William Marshall, 
<laughs> advisor to the king, kind of Robin Hood's buddy ish. No. Uh, uh, you don't remember? My, oh my god, they're telling this this uh, this fanta- fantasy epic. I, I don't understand why you don't know. <laughs> They've written zero songs about him. Oh, this is like. Why do we need more characters? This is pile. It's a pile on here. I'm not. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, so what? Friggin' Robin goes home. Well, to his fake home, right? Which is now the setup of a sitcom. You know, my fake husband. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Friday nights on ABC. You know, <laughs> nine o'clock. You know. <laughs> Uh, and, and yes, I know chainmail is heavy, but do we need a whole undressing scene? Oh God. Yes. That one. Uh, wife, my chainmail is heavy. <laughs> and yeah. the blind father is like going along with it too. Yeah. Like, again, his son is dead. Yeah. There's no mourning period for that at all. Uh, for, that whole, that family just got devastated by a loss. And. No one gives a shit. Like, Kate Blanchett, like, cries for a few minutes. Yeah, and I know she does shut Russell Crowe down. Like, she doesn't jump into bed with him immediately, but still. They don't have, like, a memorial service or no. any type of, you know, because they, now they've got to go along with this 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 tale. for, And it, it doesn't even make sense as to why. He delivered the crown. Yes. And... Right? Oh, no, I guess it's because they'll take the land if they find out Robin is actually dead. Sure. Okay, so at the age that, that Robin Loxley and Russell Crowe are, because they're around the same age. Right. No one saw this guy before he went to war? That was that was confusing to me. Like, I heard war changes a person, but it's like, it, does it change you to Russell Crowe? What the no, hell? It's like, oh, my <laughs> lord, you've, you've grown so much over the... Like, no, like... <laughs> you used to be six foot two and built. Now, <laughs> now you're five eight and kind of chubby. Kind of five, five, yeah, and you you look twenty years older than you were when you left. I, I, I get ravages of war, ravages of war. But you know, <laughs> and that's the thing is like, uh, like Kate Blanchett is not a spring chicken in this movie. No, uh, and and that's fine. I'm not like I'm not upset with the age, but it's just like okay, I am. Adults. No, I am because it's because you're. Be- like I said, if you were telling the story as he's a retired Robin Hood, like if this was like Dark Knight Returns or whatever, yeah, you know what I mean. Then <laughs> maybe I Bane. then maybe I could go into it. But at the end of this movie, it goes, and then the legend began, and I'm like, well, that's the story I want to hear. Yeah, yeah, the legend began for like three years, you know, <laughs> and then he had yeah. to retire. And you have this like 44 year old Robin Hood who gets beat up by sick kids in the forest. Yeah, yeah. He gets taken down by kids who we find out later are sick and dying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He walked into a children's hospital and lost. Pretty much, yeah. The great, the great warrior, you know? <laughs> yeah, he walked into St. Jude's and got caught in their trap. Yeah, like George St. Pierre getting taken out at Ronald McDonald House. Pretty you know? much, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's a good point. Like, like God damn. You know, well, you're, you're right, because all the youthfulness and vigor that is normally common with this story of, of a, a, you know, a young man trying to make his way in the world, blah, 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 gets pushed aside, and it all gets put on to then Little John and, and Will Scarlet. Yes. You know, like, they have to be the youthful, vigor, whatever, right? And then it's Old Man Robin. Yeah. And, and, yeah, exactly. And you got Max von Sydow as Charles Xavier. Like, <laughs> here's my big problem with it: he never wears a hood. <laughs> yes, he uh, never like, wears a hood. Uh, don't they during the heist? I think they do during the heist. Okay, dur- okay, he okay for five minutes. He wears a hood. Yeah, and it's just till the other guys are dead. Pretty much, yeah. And, yeah, and then he takes the hood off. Oh, good job, guys. You know, all right, let's go home. He- Oh yeah, we'll talk about the fucking accent. His accent's fucking terrible. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, yes, okay, that is my next note. It's sweet mercy. I'm over an hour in, and we are just getting to the robbing and hooding. <laughs> yeah, it takes over an hour to get there. This is a two and a half hour movie. Yeah, 
This is a long ass movie. It is a long movie, absolutely. So so they they steal the seeds back from well the church really they're the ones that were that's the other thing it's a robbery but they steal seed yeah they're not even yeah. stealing money they're stealing seed yeah they they steal from the rich and give to the poor no they just stole back what was taken from them like those farmers grew that shit yeah they're not really stealing they're just reclaiming pretty much yeah like if if someone stole your car and you stole it back you, you wouldn't say you stole that car. No. You just got your car back. <laughs> that, yeah. And then, so they insist on planting them right that night, right? Just to make sure that they cover up. So, But there are like tons of people out there. So what, the whole village is in on this robbery? I, I, I assume so, I guess. Like, well, it wasn't just like Robin Hood and Little John, Scarlet and Friar Tuck that were out there planting the Caesars, like old ladies, old men and kids and... They woke up half the village that he had planted this, and 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 Robin's like, I'm gonna fuck off and go hit on on Maid this guy's this guy's uh, widow, you know? Yeah, <laughs> some more. I mean, I'm gonna go see if I can't. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm, I'm I'm gonna go back and see if I can't consummate this fake marriage. Yeah, really. Or uh, actually, I think he just goes to. I'm just gonna talk to the old man and get more of my backstory. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he starts telling telling it, and then and then like stops, and he's like, "Ah, eh, let's just go to the flashback," you know, <laughs> like as like a Family Guy moment almost. Yeah, and and it's another like, it's a it's another poor daddy story. Like, oh, I didn't I didn't know my daddy. Like, oh, really, more daddy issues? Like, well, yeah, and 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 so and so what that he has a family sword? Oh, God, yes, and put the hand in the handprint and. I'm like, okay, so let's go to the thing where he finds it. Like, this is all in the trailer. Yeah, and what does that bring? Like, that's, it's not friggin', um, it's not a magic sword. It doesn't grant him, like, instant, like, oh, whoever wields this sword is king of England. Let's just ignore that fact. And it was like, he's making this big deal about a sword, and he's Robin Hood. Yes, famous He's supposed archer. to be an archer. Yeah, the Green Arrow was built at the Legend of Robin Hood. Yes, like they they literally took that character and have now made a comic book and now a TV dynasty from that story. Uh, it's <laughs> it's like okay, okay, we're gonna re, we're gonna retell Star Wars, and this time Luke Skywalker gets a gun. Yeah, and no one uses the Force. <laughs> yeah, no one uses the Force. Yeah, or it's like the Flash, but he does all of his work at his at a desk. Yeah, it's all paperwork. <laughs> yeah, Superman. He's just really good at crosswords. He's super at crossword puzzles. Yeah, like, <laughs> like so, so, come on. <laughs> like, like he does use a bow and arrow in the movie, but he oh, but he's sure, but... focusing on this sword. So and and that sword subplot brings you nothing. No. Right? Well, it's like, kind of it's kind of the catalyst to, for him to stand up to the king. Yeah, but but uh, he's is, he's going to do that anyway because he's the hero. Yeah, he isn't he the heir of something? Like he, he's Robin Longstride of Barnsdale. So, what he can start Barnsdale and Noble? What? What? What does he get? You know, well, that's that's the weird thing. Is he goes? He gets the sword off of Old Man Loxley, right? Because mm-hmm. he comes home and he pretends to be him. Yeah. Well, he takes the sword from Robin. Yeah. Yeah. No. He. Yeah. He takes. He takes the sword from Robin of Loxley. So. But then he takes it home and then remembers that it was his father's sword. Well, because he, that part they explained because they had a metal wire wrap, which w- can't be comfortable, um, right on on the hilt. And so it's when that comes off, because I guess he's handling the sword and part of it, the end of it just kind of hits him. Yeah. And so he unwraps this metal to reveal the real hilt, and it's got engravings on it. Right. So no, of no. course you take, of course you take that to a blind man. But anyway, no, no. Um, but then, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Good point. But then, no. But my question is, is how did the sword get from uh, Russell Crowe's father to Robin of Loxley? Because I think uh, Longstride of Barnsdale gave it to Loxley, Senior Max von Sydow. Right. Right. Because after he he died, it got it got given to his buddy. Right. Because they were. They were bros. Okay. So, 
it, well, that it was convenient. A, yeah, yeah. And so he had the sword and handed it down to his son, Robin of uh, uh, Locks Barnsdale. Yeah, Robin oh, no, Lox- Loxley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's how Loxley ends up with Barnsdale's sword. Or Longstride's sword, sorry. But even then, so what? Yeah, the, again, it's not Excalibur. No. Like, you don't have magic powers or... No, it's it, not a lightsaber. It, it, yeah, yeah. That's and They just totally took that. Anakin's, you know, they might as well just say, yeah, your, your father wanted you to have this when you were old enough, but your yeah. uncle wouldn't allow it, you know? like Yeah, exactly. I, I, I do realize my Russell Crowe and my Obi-Wan Kenobi do sound a lot alike. Yeah, your Alec right. Guinness is very, very close to your Max von Sydow, yeah. Or to my Russell. Well, I'm trying to do Russell Crowe. But oh, really? I thought you were trying to do Max von Sydow. No, no. That guy, he's what, German? <laughs> oh. Yeah. Uh, he sounds a, a little more like this. Uh, anyway. Um, that sounds very close to your Michael Caine. Yes. <laughs> and he's um, Swedish, by the way. Oh, he's Swedish. Right. Um, so he should be talking like this. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Robin. Would you like to meet the balls? No, that is your, that was your fear of the sword. Your fear of the sword. Your fear of the sword. <laughs> Go sleep with, with my daughter and Lou. <laughs> In the same room. Um... So uh, okay, so let's talk about these these kids of the Sher- of Sherwood Forest. So this grain and stuff gets stolen, gets stolen from the village, gets stolen back, and then the kids come steal it. <laughs> Playing hot potato yeah. food, literally potatoes. You know, <laughs> like, it's like why is this seed so fucking important? Yeah, <laughs> and why are bees important? I don't well, understand why Friar's truck bee, Friar, Friar Tuck's bee colony has such a big fucking role in this thing. I honestly think that all they did that for was so they have an excl- explanation as to why they're able to drink so much honeymead. That's about it. But why does it have to be Who cares? No one cares, but I'm just saying. Like, that's my only guess. Trim the fat, Ridley Scott. Trim the fat. I have my next note here. It says, also, we were promised training, right? Robin said he was going to teach the kids of Sherwood Forest how to properly fight. But you know what? We're not going to see any of that because we have speeches to get to. Oh, God. What I wouldn't give for a montage. A training montage. Come on. Like, if you're going to weaponize these kids, weaponize the kids. Do you know what I mean? And Okay, but let's be fair. Most of these kids are... Six, seven years old. The only way they can be weaponized is if you use them as ammo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You or put them in a just, catapult, or you, or, or they become <laughs> the tree trunks that take down the fucking empire. You know what I mean? Or, or, or they go hug all the all the bad guys, and they get sick eventually. Like it's, I'll yeah. give you what I have, sir. You know, like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, but there's a, well, a Robin Hood. Robin Hood's playing the long game in that scenario. But Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get them eventually. Uh, no, but there's like a couple of what, thirteen-year-olds, maybe like uh, some of the older ones, right? Sure. That, that the ones that put the beat down on them the first time. Yeah, sure. It, it would, maybe they're you know they're tweens, you know, so he doesn't teach them. Like in fact, actually, by the end battle, they just uh, oh no, I guess they're they're with uh, Maid Marian, right? She she weaponizes them. <laughs> uh, sort of. Doesn't she? Then she come like lead the the group of kids that the ones that are old enough to do go and fight. She has her own crew by the, on the beach. I remember that. Well, well, she knows who they are. So, well, yeah, but when they the first the when they first uh, like attack, they're they're shooting arrows into they're shooting fire arrows into her farmhouse area. Yeah, s- stealing a horse, I think, or something. Something. And then, oh, sacks of potatoes. Is it sacks of potatoes? Oh, I think yeah, so. right. Like Sorry, that. what was I was thinking? That <laughs> obviously. Thinking about her- you were thinking about a Robin Hood movie that doesn't exist here. So, <laughs> yeah. so but then, and, and she's like, oh my God, I'm going to have to stand up to those people. And oh, I can't, and then she's kind of afraid of them as well. And then she goes into the, into the woods and she sees their kids and she's like, what? And she grabs them by the ear. So you come talk, talk to me. I'll take you to your mother. <laughs> and and she like, goes all school marm. Yeah, pretty much. And I'm like, well, that takes the whole fucking thing out of these kids in the woods. Yeah. Well, I, I thought, you know, 
there's they're supposed to join the Merry Men, maybe, and become part of the the you know. The well, you think, yeah, it'd be like yeah. you know, all people in the village unite. It takes a village, yeah. Why and why do they leave the kids in the in the forest? Why aren't they bringing? Because these apparently aren't they kids from like, like mom died and dad died in the war. Yeah, something like you know, that. Yeah, they're my orphans. My dad, yeah. my older brother went off to the Crusades and died. Mom died here, so we got nobody. Like, why aren't these kids being reintroduced into the village to be properly cared for? Well, exactly. Oh, then, you know, but even if, just bring them in, and in the final battle scene, which there should be one, when the, when the, when the army comes down and take, tries to come down into the town, you stick the kids on the roof to throw rocks or something. Oh, yeah. oh you mean before the French come? Yeah, before the French come, they stick him up on top of the roof and say, okay, you're going to be the sneak attack. You know what I mean? Yeah, Ewok that shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you get a log swinging and trip trip lines, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, to have the kids yeah. set up trip lines that obviously fooled Robin Hood. Yeah, yeah, or just, you know, have have like eight, four on each side, and then when the soldiers are coming, they just pull the rope and all the soldiers fall down, and then they yeah. hit with rocks or something. Yeah, like it's... It, but this all takes place in like a week, though, doesn't it? I it felt like a week. I think so. It felt like a week to watch it. Oh yeah, because yeah, I'm now kind of because uh, there was parts of this where I was just like, "Oh, good, another speech." Like this is you know the uh, what I'm referring to is the the rally of the. So of course we've got to have more politics in this. So we have uh, this this rally of uh, what dukes or whatever the local guys are. Right. Remember they get they all get together to have a confab about what they're going to do about the king. Right. And they're they're basically pr proposing a civil war. Right. And then is that what then, they were doing? I think so. Yeah. I, they lost, were, I must have lost interest. I think that yeah they were they were going to try and sack the, you know, or the, no they were going to go to the king with their with their demands, say lower taxes and s quit stripping our our shit because we can't live out here. Right. Yeah. And um. So. And of course, enter the classic William Hurt character, whatever his name, William uh, Johnson, whatever. Anyway, um, yeah, and he's got to give a speech about this, and then Robin comes in, and he's going to give a speech about his dad, and it's like, oh, come on, we could have had a, yet another heist. Yeah, get to the punchy, punchy, kicky, kicky. Yeah, it's one thing if you entertain us with uh, George Clooney and his band of merry men setting up this heist with some fun along the way. And then they execute, like, the last third of that movie is executing an entire thing. Yes. That, it should be. Fine. But, in, but in this, in this, it's it's more of an action movie, so we've got to have multiple heists. We have some, you can do some clever stuff, you know, and, but nope, we got to have more, po more political rallies and. Ugh, like, so if you boring. watch the, if you watch the trailer to this movie, it looks action packed. Absolutely. What, but what they've done is they've actually taken the 50 minutes of action and just spread it over three minutes worth of... Yeah, because um, you, you, you open on attacking a French castle, so there's some action stuff there. Yeah. Uh, there is uh, the sheriff... Uh, no, no, sorry. God forbid the sheriff do anything. Uh, what's his name? Godfrey raids the village, so they had some stuff going on there. And then you have your big battle scene at the end with the, when the French come. Yeah. And in the meantime, it's who's going to have the next king baby? Who's, you know, uh, let's talk about this sword for a while and whose family's whose. And let's who have a drunken sing-along, yeah. Drunken sing-along and, and uh, William Hurt doing uh, talking to people and like just. Uh, and oh, let's have some sick kids that we do bring into battle. Like I'm like, why? I have a note. Why does Maid Marian bring in a bunch of kids to get killed? No idea. I mean, it was like, well, <laughs> I can't care what you have, so you might as well pick up a little little dagger there, son, and come on with me. I mean, I kind of get it. I mean, you're rallying all, but... Yeah, but, but I mean... But Robin Hood shouldn't need that. All he needs is his band of merry men, and they can take down the entire army. That's the legend of Robin Hood. Yeah. Because he outsmarts them. Well, and this one, there's no outsmarting. It's just like, okay, send the horsemen here, and then the arrow guys have the high ground. So, okay. Yeah. And that, and that's it. And then it's really just uh, kind of an almost generic medieval battle, where at one point, Robin Hood literally has to decide, uh, I can save the woman I just fell in love with, 
last week, uh, or kill the guy I hate for some reason. Right. Because that feud isn't really built up that much, right? Like no. Those guys, I mean, it's like, I don't think these guys ever meet until the end. And that's the problem, is that they're, they're not really, like, Robin Hood is fighting against the idea of the king. And the king is fighting against the idea that the commoners will, will rise up. That's how it should be. Right, but, but they're not fighting each other. No, in fact, the so king joins Robin Hood to go against the French. Uh, yeah, and it's like, well, the, who's the antagonist? Like, where's the conflict? Well, that's where this Godfrey character just comes in flip-flopping around. He's doing his dirty deeds, doing the, the French guy's dirty deeds, and then he's going against the French, and he's for the French. And Yeah. You know what? It's a good thing he got an arrow to the head because he couldn't make up his mind. Oh, this movie. This was rough. Uh, Did it? That, well, uh, just some trivia. Okay. Oh, yeah, I want. Yeah, because I want to talk about this. Um. Oh, sorry. One thing. More thing about Maid Marian. I wanted to mention. Uh. So they went to, you know, they went to great strides to present her as a strong female character, as they should. That's fine. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not against that. It's just the bad turn it takes at the end, where she just gets knocked into the water, and then is completely helpless. Oh, yeah, into the quicksand or the quick mud or whatever it is. Uh, she, no, she's just like, I'm in armor and I can't get up. So she's drowning. Oh, right. Yeah, so none of the merry men to the rescue. The little kids don't help her. She can't get up on her own because she's a woman? Like, if she should be, if she's strong enough to, to like, be in that armor, yeah, you would think she could, like, lift her head. Yeah. Because it wasn't really, like, she wasn't out deep. Like, it's not like she was out on one of the boats and fell in and sunk, like, ten feet. She was still, like, I don't even think up to knee height yet. Yeah. And I was like, oh, come on. Like, why do you go to all that trouble to set her up in, and, and, then turn her, and then turn her into the damsel in distress at the end? I don't. Yeah. Well, because you have to have a damsel in distress. Yeah. Which but... is fine. I don't see, I mean, obviously, yes. Not every woman in every movie should be a damsel in distress, but I do think that there's there comes times when a damsel in distress is appropriate. Sure, yeah, you know what I mean. Like we wouldn't have Super Mario Brothers without the damsel in distress. <laughs> yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. So you know what I mean. You kept bringing up Star Wars, and thank you. Uh, Princess Leia is a great example. She was in a corner and did need saving. Even though it was for the first half of the first movie, yeah. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, but she was a strong woman. She got overwhelmed, locked up, and she needed saving. But once she got out, she was still a strong woman. Just because she got saved didn't make her weak. Yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, like, what, the, the, like that's, and that's not the only template of how you can do it. It's just this weird last second turn. Well, well we, we want to put Robin Hood in a, sorry, can't call him that, Robin of Barnsdale. <laughs> and and it, we want to put him in a bit of a pickle where he has to decide, save her or kill the guy. He chooses to kill the guy, so she could have easily died. Yeah. You know, I don't know how good her cardio was. Or, you know, maybe I don't know if she jogged at night or something. But If you can't lift the armor, don't get in the armor. No, I mean, and how, how cool would it, have been, would it have been if she was able to go with, like, lighter armor, like maybe a padded leather, and just be really nimble and be able to just like get around the swords instead of just taking the brunt of the, you know what I mean? Like be able to just be really, um, uh, agile, really agile, you know, yeah. that would have been kind of, that would have been cool. You know what I mean? They could have showed her is even more capable, but no, they got to lock her in the armor and then drown well, they, her. They show her as a competent archer at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. So have her lead the, lead the children on the rooftops. Yeah, have her maybe have her command the that whole because they had a legion of archers by the yes. end of it. She could have led them while you know. Not I'm not saying she shouldn't get in the fight, but I mean play to your strengths. Yeah, exactly. If she's, if she's a good archer. Give her, but maybe have her on horseback, just kind of around the perimeter, bang, 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 like knocking guys off with a bow and arrow. Like that's what Robin Hood should have been fucking doing. Yeah, I know. Oh, this yeah, movie. you've got little John as your melee fighter. Get your archer. This is basic RPG stuff. Anyway, um, so about this story though. Um, 
So one of the original writers wrote an original script titled entitled Nottingham. Okay. That's what this was supposed to be originally. It was written as Nottingham was about a heroic sheriff of Nottingham who's caught up between a power struggle between John and Richard. Right? Father and son. The king. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, yeah. While at the same time investigating a seri- uh, investigating serial killings in the area. So this would have been a different take on that story. Um, Robin Hood, portrayed as a self-serving rogue, is a red herring suspected of the murders, but in the end, he and the sheriff work together to resolve the conflicts. Boo! Boo! Uh, the script was rewritten to make Robin Hood an alter ego of the sheriff, and then the original story was replaced entirely. But don't don't forget, don't forget, they weren't, uh, calling, they weren't calling it Robin Hood, they were going to call it Nottingham and do a different yeah. retelling from the point of view of the sheriff, so we're not... Yeah, but that, not... that reminds me too much of Maleficent. Oh, yeah, turn the good, the, the, the villain into the hero? Yeah, I don't, know. don't do that, but I do... The idea that the sheriff and, and and Robin Hood are the same person, that's interesting. Yeah, because then you have, it's basically a, like a vigilante story, right? But that's, can- but that's almost kind of, if, if you want to see that, I would recommend seeing Robin Hood 2018. Yeah, or a more modern version is the current uh, Titans show on uh, DC Universe. Because okay. one, one of the characters is a cop, and then he's also Robin. Oh, okay. Of, of Batman and Robin? Yeah. Right. Yeah, the first, Dick Grayson grows up and becomes a cop. So what he can't get done during the day by the law, he gets done at night as a vigilante. Well, yeah, but he's still fighting on the same side at that point. Oh, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, that's that kind of story that they that they rewrote it as, at least for the second draft, was he's, you know, sheriff by day but vigilante by night, right? So what he can't get done as, uh, through the law, he gets done, I guess. I don't know if they would have yeah. had him. Yeah, so I'm like, well, that's kind of the Green Arrow. So, <laughs> like, you kind of came at full circle now if you want to do a Robin Hood story where he's a vigilante like Green Arrow. <laughs> so, but anyway, the point being, though, that, it, that the whole the whole premise of this was not about Robin Hood, but about Sheriff of Nottingham and Robin Hood kind of cameos or is an alter ego to the sheriff. So you're taking, that would be at least an original take on this setting as my only point. Sure. Yeah. But this, okay. this, but so they take that script, and then completely rewrite it. And the problem is, the writers, the original writers, had, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, they had no rights, so they couldn't get it back and sell it to someone else who would actually make their movie. Oh, okay. That sucks. Yeah. So yeah, uh, the realization: the screenwriters of Nottingham have no rights over the unused script, essentially leaving another original and unique take on Robin Hood unable to be used. And the writers with no involvement on the finished um, Brian uh, Hel- Helgeland written product. That's the one who wrote this one. Right. Save kind of they just threw up some co-writing credits. And the only thing that they kept was having Queen Mother Eleanor of Aquitaine, the key supporting character. The French girl. Oh, no. Sorry. No, the Queen Mother. The old. The old. Uh, yeah. The old. Oscar bag. Isaac's mom. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just rewrite it and call it something different. I guess, yeah. If it's if it's totally different from your original work, just rewrite it and change a few things and make it original. Yeah, the, the, I just was like, wow, like how and what? Because the problem is that well, okay, you said boo to the to that story, that original Nottingham story. That's fine, because you're right. Like that's not without its problems. But the problem is they took that and what they replaced it with wasn't that much better. No, like, <laughs> no, no, it really I, wasn't. No. I, I would, I would, ra- I, I honestly would rather have seen the Sheriff of Nottingham story because I like the idea of a totally different angle than what this was. We're trying to do an origin story, but with like an older Robin Hood. Yeah. You know, I, I just, I don't, I was, I was shocked to learn that anyway, but you have some trivia as well on the casting. Yes, well, uh, first things first, uh, almost almost directed. Oh. Uh, Would have made this a lot more, a lot better. Uh, Brian Singer. Mm. Sam Raimi. Oh. And John Turtletob. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, I recognize that name. I can't remember from what, but yeah. I'm, that's... Just, I'm looking his thing up now. Um, director for uh, the National uh, National Treasure movies. 
Ah, that's where I've seen that name. Um, okay. Cool Runnings. <laughs> uh, he did. Um, oh, he did the Meg. Oh, from this past week. So from this last year, I should say. Okay, so yeah. See, with that, I think we would have got first of all some better comedy. I think it would have been, and it would a lot shorter. And yeah, and you know, because the um, like the National Treasure movies, they you know they're they're upbeat, they're light, they're action you know not action filled, but there's oh some they're good action filled. I would say they're action-filled. yeah yeah. There's you know a lot less speeches. It's just you know you you get you, you get Nicolas Cage dropping some knowledge every once in a while, but other than that, they keep it moving, right? Maybe Nicolas Cage would have been in the movie. <laughs> I'm Robin Hood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, almost cast for Maid Marian. Sit back and relax on this one, but a lot of big names. Rachel Weiss, Kate yep. Winslet, Nicole Kidman, Naomi Watts, Scarlett Johansson, who seems to be a perennial almost cast on this show. You oh, everyone that? wants to work with her, yeah. <laughs> uh, Emily Blunt, almost cast. Angelina Jolie, Zoe Deschanel, Natalie Portman, Charlize Theron. The big problem with all of those women would have looked really, really bad as Russell Crowe's pretended wife. Oh, I know. I've got one more here in the in the trivia page that I found. Uh, it says that Sienna Miller was originally cast as Marion, but was replaced with Kate Blanchett when the powers that be decided to cast a more age-appropriate Marion. There you go. Russell Crowe's Robin. That's exactly what you're going for, right? Yeah. Yeah. That is... So... I get it. They did something really good with Gladiator, but that was like 10 years prior. Yeah. And Russell Crowe is not um, English. I know. That's the real shame of it. There's a lot of really good... Hell, I'd even take a Gerard Butler, like a 2010 Gerard Butler. Yeah, and just have him be Scottish. Yeah, yeah. Really, it's it's folklore. It doesn't mean... Or, Or he could do an English accent if he wanted to. I'd just have him be Scottish. How about a young Idris Elba? Or younger. Yeah. Well, just anybody. Anybody. Let, <laughs> anybody yeah. else. Anybody, anybody younger. Yeah. And uh, like, I don't, uh, yeah, that's the thing. And I, I don't see that the, why it had to be. I don't understand why no. it had to be Russell Crowe. And, and, and that, there's nothing against Blanchett. I, I find she's a, she's a fantastic actress. No, that's no, like she holds up against any, uh, you know, anyone in that list, but. The fact that they had to bring her in because of age appropriateness, like, well, what are you doing? Like, again, we go back to what we were talking about. The the vim and vigor and the youthfulness is now put on the younger actors as side characters. Yeah. So it isn't a young man courting a young woman falling in love and saving, you know, helping to save a village. It's uh, old grizzled man coming back from war. He's uh, basically got like war PTSD and is burdened with this this errand of a sword that ends up being his anyway. He could have just taken it and went home, you know? Yeah. Uh, I just, uh, I, I, yeah, I, I don't understand what they're doing here. That's why I had to bring this up to you, Sean. This yeah. is why when, when Robin Hood came up, I was like, well, you, have you not seen this? I went to the theater to see this. Oh, I know. Oh, and you won't leave a movie. No. Cause I keep hoping it gets good. I mean, fool me once, you know, shame on, them fool me twice elysium or, or 1400 <laughs> times same on me but fine you know <laughs> i just I, like i and then to find out there was a different angle and uh but any other trivia that you found uh yes yeah, just the one thing that ridley scott said uh, the only previous robin hood movie he thought was any good was robin hood men in tights <laughs> I've got uh, Christian Bale was considered for Robin Hood. Okay. So there you there right right off the heels. Well, he would have been younger, yeah. Right off the heels of Batman, first of all. So you've got the huge name, and then you could bring in a Sienna Miller or Emily Blunt, Angelina Jolie. You know. Yeah, and have a younger Robin Hood, like you should have it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, Well, as always on this show, we try to find the real story behind the story, Mark. Um. So here's the one I wrote. I mean, I've got an idea for another one, but I'll wait for you, for you to go. Uh, but the one I wrote is, uh, or is it the story how one man who lost so much at war was strong enough to hold uh, and bring back a kingdom at all costs from the brink of civil war? Of course, I'm talking about the courageous story of King John. Oh, okay. 
I'm like, you know what? Why not? They featured him enough in this movie. He might as well get credit. Yeah, really. Yeah, I just have it as the story of old man Robin uh, who needs a young girl to kill him off and take his place. <laughs> Logan this shit. Yeah, it's a, have like a, a younger Russell Crowe clone, or ye old clone. Yeah. <laughs> it comes and beats him up. <laughs> a a, a Russet clone? A Russet Crow? I... <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hood 23. Hood 23, <laughs> thank you, yes. Yeah, yeah, Hood 23, but then you have to have the clone that, that, that beats him up and kills him, right? So Yes, there you go. <laughs> Christian Bale comes in and takes his place. <laughs> I'm taking over. Yeah, yeah. And I'm uh, wearing hockey pads. I tell you what, Bat Hood would have been fun. You know what I mean? <laughs> if he does, the, if he does the voice, he's like, "Give us back the grain." <laughs> <laughs> Merry Men attack. <laughs> this is my dad's sword. Swear to me. <laughs> Where's the sword? Where is it? <laughs> Pass me the honey mead. <laughs> I'm the one that Nottingham deserves. You're not the one it needs. <laughs> the hero Nottingham deserves was the one it needs. Fuck. No, no, I killed the sheriff. You know, <laughs> I'll put it on me. <laughs> and the deputy. And the deputy. <laughs> I've heard that song. <laughs> yeah, the sheriff from Nottingham is now James Gordon. You know, like Gary Oldman comes back as Gary Oldman. <laughs> oh man! So that's gonna about just about do it for Robin Hood. I'm Sean Taylor, and I mean Mark. Join us next time when we'll take a look at the story of a group of magicians in the 1860s fighting to end slavery in Now You Free Me. <laughs> <laughs> 